92.7 WMAY, Tuesday night, Foreigner takes the stage at the BOS Center with featured guest, the Sons of Central Illinois, Head East, so excited to welcome this legendary band back home. Roger Boyd is a founding member of Head East and joins us here today. And thanks so much for taking the time. It's great to talk to you. Well, it's great to talk to you, uh, Jim, as well. And it's uh, it was interesting to hear Sons of Central Illinois music. So we uh, we do claim it. And obviously, we broke out of champagne. So uh, apropos. You know, I, I have to ask, do you still make your home anywhere near Central Illinois? Or is this going to be kind of a rare homecoming for you coming into Springfield? Oh, uh, actually, uh, my wife and I uh, have about 250 acres down in Southern Illinois nice. in outside of Sparta, Illinois, yeah. but, uh, the rest of the band's all from Kansas city area. Gotcha. Well, uh, it's great to have you coming into Springfield, uh, appearing with foreigner on Tuesday night at the BOS center. Uh, but I'd like to start back at the beginnings, the origins uh, of head East, as you mentioned, uh, formed out of, uh, Champaign-Urbana at the university of Illinois. Walk us back to the beginning and how the band came together. Well, uh, actually, we started in 69, uh, and then Steve and got real hot out of Carbondale, and Steve and John left the band and went back to school uh, to finish their college degree, and my brother and I decided we wanted to keep going. We, we already had the rock and roll bug, and we got back together in 1973, uh, and, and John and Steve had graduated and added Mike Somerville with the uh, express purpose of cutting an album within a year or so and we spent a year working on it and in 1974 in august started recovering flat you know doing uh, recording flat as a pancake and obviously the title of the album relates to central illinois <laughs> and our original album cover had a big pancake floating in the sky like the earth was flat and then the patty of butter was the assembly hall in champagne oh, so wow. so pe- people got it you know that we were from the area Love it. You know, I have to mention, just as an aside, you mentioned John John Schlitt, uh, original member of the band. Uh, his brother actually played in a band with my brother years ago. So you and I are practically bandmates by uh, by extension. Uh, so oh, I, I, great. Yeah, I've always felt this connection to, uh, to Head East and particularly Flat as a Pancake. What an incredible album. And you guys recorded this on your own. Take me through that process of recording it and then, and then getting it out to radio stations on your own just to, to start to get noticed. Well, people just said that you, we couldn't do it. So first of all, when almost everybody tells you can't do it, you know, if you can't, you can and you're successful, you're really going to pop. Uh, most bands back then were just trying to do demos and uh, get them to record companies and hope to get signed. And I just didn't think that was the right way to go about it. So we were big enough, you know, we were a pretty big regional act at that time anyway. And I said, well, let's go ahead and make an album like it's an album. And we can put it out on our own and start selling it while we're uh, going after a record deal. So we cut it at Golden Voice Studios. Jerry Milam gave us a great deal so we could afford it. And we borrowed all the money ourselves and cut in August. And then in, oh, I think Jan- January, early January, mid-January of 1975, it came out on our own label on Pyramid Records. And we sold about 5,000 albums and 508 tracks uh, on our own. We're in the process. But KC Radio picked it up in St. Louis. Shelley Grafman loved the album and wanted to break it, and he broke it. So we were already a hit in St. Louis and then Kansas City through KY102, and that's when A&M Records picked it up 
and then changed the cover, re-released it, and then we had to eat pancakes forever and put on 80 gazillion pounds. <laughs> how, how many copies of the original cover are still around? Does anybody have those as a collector's item? Uh, actually, we played up at the Historic Dixon Theater here a few weeks back, and I signed two of them. Oh, wow. That is uh, that is remarkable. Uh, the, the signature yeah. – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, yeah, when people have them, why, yeah. you know, that, that's a really big deal, and they they make sure and bring them by. But uh, actually, there's quite a few of them. You know, we still run into them fairly uh, uh, regularly. I think people really kept them, you know, as a as a keepsake and definitely as a as a special item. Uh, we're talking with Roger Boyd, one of the founding members of Head East, appearing at the BOS Center Tuesday night with Foreigner. Uh, of course, the signature song from that album and one of my all-time favorite rock songs, Never Been Any Reason, uh, one of the really standout features of it, of course, your keyboards, the synthesizers on that song. Uh, take us through the, the recording of Never Been Any Reason and, and how that all came together. Well, actually, the interesting thing about the synthesizer is I got it in, in 1980. And I even had to get the um, uh, right to sell it because nobody had them. Uh, and I had to buy two. And then I gave the other one to C.V. Lloyd uh, Company in Champaign because they handled all the rock stuff. But uh, I had to get originally had to get the franchise. should have hung on to it. So <laughs> it was really ahead of its time. And when Mike brought uh, Never Been Any Reason to us, he was doing some melodic things at the beginning of the song. He said, let's do it with the synthesizer, uh, and which we did. And, of course, the sound was very distinctive at the time and really set us apart. Uh, and the other interesting thing is, number one, I still play that same synthesizer. Uh, people almost take, uh, band people almost take more pictures of that than they do of me uh, because it's it's so special. And number two, that is a synthesizer on the beginning of riding the storm out. <laughs> our, oh, no, really? our, wow. our, our, our band competitors out of Champagne, uh, because they didn't have one. They had to get one for me, and they were working down Nashville, so I had to send it down to them. So I always tell Neil when I when I see him when we play together that uh, I'm, my synthesizer is still waiting for its royalty check. <laughs> <laughs> that, that And that's the synthesizer you're going to be playing on stage here in Springfield? That is correct. That is oh, the original one. Holy and cow. We, we keep it. I uh, got a, a a great great guy that that keeps it put together for me, and yeah, it, that synthesizer's uh, you know fifty three years old. I'd have that under armed guard twenty four seven. I think that is a, a, an amazing piece of music history there. Uh, now, obviously, uh, Head East uh, continues to this day to be a band that draws big crowds. You've sold lots and lots of records over the years. When that first album came out and, and radio just glommed onto it, boy, it must have seemed like the world was your oyster. Uh, and while you've had lots and lots of success, never really hitting the top 40, it, what what kind of happened? It, you know, Because, again, it just this band, it, it, it had everything going for it. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, first of all, we, if we would have been on CBS, uh, the only Midwest bands that's, that still really did really good in the rock uh, era, which is Cheap Trick and, and, and Ario uh, and Sticks, and they were all on CBS records. Um, Sticks ended up on A&M for a little bit, but they were on CBS too. A&M was really a boutique label, and... They really didn't rock, and that was always a problem for us. Uh, our managers kind of goofed on that. Uh, we had a chance of maybe getting on CBS, and they they never did tell me about that because there was uh, 
a connection between uh, record distributors in St. Louis that first handled Herb Alpert's stuff when the Tijuana Brass came out, and they wanted us on A&M. So it was kind of a political thing, but they never really knew what to do with us. Uh, and so that was a problem. And then the other thing is we did Plaza Pancake. We did it on our own. Uh, it was our own money. We did it uh, the way we wanted it to. And once you get signed to a record label, then that all goes away and you have about 30 other cooks involved. And we just, you know, we just never did have the opportunity to just do what we did best. We couldn't get it couldn't get people to let us alone. They wanted us to try and do this and try and do that. that. And, and so consequently, the double live album was great. It was on its way. It was bullying it up. And all of a sudden, A&M changed distributors and there was no albums available for a couple months. So that killed it. I mean, there, there was a number. And then when we did Since You've Been Gone, that was 41 uh, or 42 with a bullet. And um, what's his name came out with it uh, as well. Uh, I can't think of his names, which is surprising because it irritates me so much. <laughs> and wa- and and walked all over um, us, um, and it was just you know. So there was two albums out with, uh, you know, were exactly the same. He heard we were recording it, and so CBS had him record it and then released it. So, um, uh. but it, that stopped that record. So we just all the stars lined up for us on Flies of Pancake. And then a couple other times where we had a chance to really break it big, they didn't. Uh, they didn't line up as well. We, we could write a, a whole book about uh, how managers have tripped up uh, amazing rock bands in their prime, but you guys endured, and you're here today still. Uh, I know you got a few new members of the band, or, or at least uh, joined more recently. Uh, how how much do they appreciate and understand the the history and the legacy of Head East? Oh, uh, totally. In fact, we have a brand new album coming out on Cleopatra Records uh, this summer. Uh, in fact, we're finishing just now because it's due to the record company on June 1st uh, on Cleopatra, and it's called Full Circle. And the reason we call it that is because half of the record is re-records. So we're taking a bunch of the songs from Flowers Pancake and bringing them into the 21st century. And then the other half of the record is going to be all brand new stuff. Uh so that's really interesting, and the brand new stuff's written by the new guys. But the the people in the band now have been with me for 16 years, which is that's a long time in the rock and roll business. You know, Foreigners billing this is their farewell tour, uh, but you're putting out a brand new album. Uh, how how long do you envision continuing touring and recording with Head East? Well, I always say until I can't lift my synthesizer over my head anymore. So that's my man. That's my mantra. And, uh, I, I'm still able to do that. So as long as I keep doing that, I guess, you know, one of the things it's not only is the band endured, but the band's endured because our music's endured, uh, and the fans still love it and they still come out. And, th- and that's the most important thing, even though we didn't end up getting into the top forties, like we would have wanted to, um, you know, that that's beside it. I mean, people just coming out in here and flat as a pancake because it was such a big deal in their life uh, was, is a really big thing. Uh, to this day, whenever Never Been Any Reason comes on the radio, I'm going to crank that up as loud as I can and sing along at the top of my lungs to it. Uh, it is such an honor to talk to you, Roger Boyd, founding member, keyboardist for Head East, live in concert Tuesday night with Foreigner at the BOS Center. Thanks so much. Welcome back to uh, Central Illinois and uh, looking forward to seeing you on stage. 
Well, thanks a ton for having us on, uh, Jim, you fellow bandmate, you. And, and we look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night with a great show. Thanks. Take care now.